welcome to the 20th episode of the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hello? Can you hear me? Did you you get disconnected? I I guess. (laughs) Like, right as you're introducing me. Yeah, no, hey, let's leave that in. No, hi, yes, I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodds, and I'm here, as always, with Jeremy. Yes, that was great. That was fantastic. As our just our twentieth our twentieth episode, ladies and gentlemen, and we weren't and we weren't here last week either. Yeah, that was because uh, Dave was sick and I was not feeling good, and we just decided. I had no were, voice. I sounded. Like, I sounded like. I sounded like Mr. Raskinan. Is what I sounded like. Well, at least you can talk normal today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Quite. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so big news in uh, True Blue Riftcast land. Uh-huh. We have we have a Patreon now. Say what? Yeah. In case you didn't see it on uh, Twitter or the True Blue Rift Tracks fan group, uh, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash True Blue Riftcast to go sign up. We have a couple different levels that you can sign up for. Of course, if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can do so for as little as $2 a month. Uh, our entire uh, our listener poll is going to all take place there. Um, our previews of the episodes, letting you know what we're actually going to be talking about ahead of time. All that stuff is going to be moving to the Patreon now. Um, we might even put up some extra content like uh, some bloopers or something because God knows we have enough of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we have plenty of that. Uh, there's still going to be some stuff that you will never be able to hear no matter what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of that, too. That's usually Dave's fault. Yes, it's usually and, my uh, fault, but um, we had some that was Eric's fault last week. Or two weeks ago, or whatever, whatever it was. I was just like, wow! But yeah, so uh, patreon.com slash trueblueriftcast to sign up and become a patron for us and support us and the hours of editing that I have to do for these podcasts every week. Thanks, Dave. Yes, Jeremy does lots of work for us, everybody. How was your week? Or your, your I know I know last week you were sick. How was this week? Uh, this week was okay. Um, yesterday, um, well, you know how, um, you know, uh, there's this movie called uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker coming out in a couple of months, right? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. You're not familiar? I, anyway, well, um, there's this movie franchise called Star Wars, and they're having their uh, ninth um, movie come out in their Skywalker saga. And the marketing surrounding it now is all, they just had their big uh, trailer release during uh, Monday Night Football, right? And the the big marketing thing surrounding it is, is that they're going to bring an end to this nine-part epic of just like, they want to bring all, all nine movies to a conclusive end, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, number one, I don't believe it. I mean, I, I, I believe that that's their intent with the movie. That doesn't mean they're not, there's not going to be an episode 10. I mean, come on. Well, and I already saw something that they're going to be doing a uh, Kylo Ren prequel. What? Are they really? Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. I, that, I saw something about it yesterday. I don't know. I'm sure it's just a rumor at this point. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But um, 
And like, we're the Knights of Ren, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Anyway, so I thought it would be a great idea, and I was wrong, <laughs> um, to, uh, hey, let's, um, let's watch all the movies all over again, right? And so George Lucas, who's a big liar, by the way, uh, says that the best way, or like uh, the Star Wars movies are intended to be watched uh, from episode one through episode six. Wrong. And that that's the way Wrong. to watch it, and it's the only way to watch Wrong. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured that out. I uh, was like, okay, so I'm going to watch episode one and two, and that's all I'm going to watch. Um, actually, I was just going to do just episode one. And then at the end of it, I was just like, oh, well, that was terrible. Let's watch the second one now. Yeah, I'll watch the second one now. And then I was like, well, might as well knock them all out. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, like, I mean, I knew this because Revenge of the Sith. And I actually put on the riff tracks for uh, for for episode three. Welcome back from the edit, everybody. Jeremy is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I am. I, uh... So I put in uh, episode three, and uh, I remember why I liked it. It's at least fun. I mean, yeah, it's stupid, but um, I put the riff tracks in for this one. You know, it's a really solid. In fact, I think it's probably the best 2007 or season two riff that I've listened that I that I've listened to in a really long time. And I remembered why I really like not only the movie but also I really like that riff. So I had a fun time yesterday uh, doing the uh, Star Wars prequels. Yes, and then uh, you had a fun time today watching one of the movies that we're going to uh, talk about. Yeah, and we got lots to talk yeah. about, let me tell you. Uh, let's see, we've got, of course, the new release for this week, The Visitor, uh, which, wow, we yeah, there's there's lots of things. To yeah. About we have another completely wacko movie uh ruby the winner yeah we got some really weird stuff to talk about today for the short today we're going to be looking at the uh short from the anaconda live show halloween party which is also kind of messed up at first though we do have a little bit of uh things to say about birdemic three seahawks or <laughs> seagulls or whatever that's called Birdemic Three Sea Eagle. Yeah, I knew it was. If you go to the if you go to the uh, Birdemic Three Facebook page, you'll see a picture of James Wen saying that he's still hard at work looking for a producer for Birdemic Three, and I'm just like, ha, you're a jerk. (laughs) No one wants to make your movie. Hard at work, relaxing on a balcony. Yes, yes, because that's the kind of life he lives of of luxury <laughs> on balconies in Hollywood, uh, sending out sending out threatening letters from a mailbox plus. <sighs> <laughs> mailbox plus. Yeah, no, but um, he's still hard at work at getting Birdemic Three done. And uh, let me tell you something: I, I I wish him I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Do you want a Birdemic 3, Jeremy? No. <laughs> no, no. I, I want more information on Earth 2075. Thank you very much. Earth 2075. Which he told us we would have uh, some information soon, way back 
uh, a month and a half ago in the middle of September. Yeah. Come on, James. Where? You where's the poster? You jerk. Yeah. <sighs> it's like I it, it it's like I harbor ill will towards James Wen for some reason. Anyway. Uh, anyway, let's take a look at the weekend box office. Uh, Joker back up into the number one spot, narrowly. How does that happen? Narrowly beating out uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which was in the number one spot last week. Uh, the Adams Family in at number three. Zombieland Double Tap at number four. And some movie called Countdown about a killer smartphone app uh, that I had never what? heard of until I looked at this list. Um, came in at number five. Open at number five. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, here, here's the little the little blurb for it. Uh, when a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict the moment a person will die, it tells her she only has three days to live. With the clock ticking and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. I she could take the app off her yeah, phone. Uninstall the app. There you go. <laughs> if the countdown can't reach zero, then you can't get killed, right? That's how it works. Check your privacy sure. settings. <laughs> you know, that's funny. All right, that's enough of that. Let's move on to our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes! For today's short review of Rift Track Shorts, we are taking a look at the Rift Tracks Live Halloween Party. Uh, now, this one was originally part of the Anaconda Live show. Uh, it was released on its own on October 27th, 2015. This one has a nice uh, typical family from 1953, the year that Halloween Party was released. Encyclopedia Britannica put this out. so uh, Oh, so you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah, we have lots of experience with them in Rift Track Shorts. Yeah. Um, so there's a family of four, mom and dad, and Peter and Julie, and they have their dog, Shep. Uh, the short starts off with uh, Peter finishing up his costume for Halloween, which is a paper bag cat mask that... Uh, <laughs> it's it's a paper bag with, with a face drawn on it and some pipe cleaners for whiskers. Uh, Peter puts the bag on and he tries to scare the uh, the family German shepherd with it. And uh, it eats him. Shep just looks at him and growls like he's ready to rip his face off. That's funny. Uh, Dad comes home with some Halloween supplies. He's got some Indian corn and some straw and some pumpkins. And they're going to carve out their jack-o'-lantern. And Dad ends up making, and I quote, a sad, sorry, and spooky jack-o'-lantern. Uh-huh. They turn off all the lights in the house. They light the candle and the pumpkin, put it in the window. And, of course, Shep growls at it and act like he's going to tear its face off. (laughs) Uh, Shep just really hates Halloween, I think. The next day, while the family is gone, Shep eats the paper bag cat mask. Oh, no. And so mom has to come up with a new costume for Peter. And she does so with some fabric, a Mexican hat. <laughs> oh, oh, really? And some lipstick. Uh, um. <laughs> yes. And ta-da, Peter is now a lady scarecrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> And the costume is finished. 
<laughs> just in time for the costume parade at school. In the parade, there's a witch, there's a clown, and there's one costume with some unfortunate uh, full face brown face paint. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the lady scarecrow was the best because Peter won first place and he got the prize of a box full of balloons, which he then, of course, shares with the rest of the kids in his class. And they all sit down on the pavement outside and they're blowing up balloons. And then Shep starts bounding over the kids as they're sitting there. The end. Happy Halloween, everybody. Lady Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, because, you know. That's what that's what all young boys want to dress up yes, as is Lady Scarecrow. Lady Scarecrow. Well, back in nineteen fifty three, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was totally it's totally acceptable to do that back then too, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, this is a, a great short and it it serves for me to be a wonderful reminder of the uh Anaconda Live show, which I greatly enjoyed. Yes, and all the um the uh, the Halloween live shows of years gone of years gone by of yore. Yes, of yore. Uh, they don't do that yore. no more. No, it's been a couple of years. Yep, it's. I think I think the last one they did was Carnival of Souls. Yes, I do believe yeah. that was the last October. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's been so it's been that years. long. Maybe they'll get back to uh, it. I I really liked the Halloween shows and the Christmas live shows. Um, yes, I did as well. But I understand that they don't want to make four trips to Nashville every year. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's a lot of travel to go down there four times a year. Also, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, Halloween party is a great a great little fun. Short. It's not very long either. It's only seven minutes. Uh, so again, it's worth the one dollar. You know, so it's it's a good a good time to be had by your family for ninety nine cents. Let's move on from the shorts to the not so shorts and take a look at. Let's do our listener poll winner first. Okay. Let's talk about Ruby. Ruby. Fun fact: Ruby was released the day after Rift Tracks Live Mothra. In 2016. Yes, one of the few movies to to have a release the day after a live show. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, also, fun fact, it's weird as... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is one of, one of the weirdest movies they have ever released. It's a hodgepodge. I just remember watching it the first time and just, like, not being able to, like, get my mind around what the movie was. Um, uh, a feeling that um, was intensified today with a new release, but we'll get to that soon enough. Yes. But anyway, so what is Ruby, Jeremy? Uh, that, is, that is a good question. Ruby is a whole lot of things. Uh, we've got a little bit of uh, some film noir. We've got a little bit of straight-up just gangster mobster movie. We've got a little bit of The Omen, a little bit of The Exorcist. And uh, a whole lot of bad. Yeah, a whole lot of, oh, 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 no. Bad, bad touch movie. Ruby, why are, why are we going here? There, like, there, there are a few times that's a lot where you of that. feel like that. Uh, the movie starts off uh, in 1936, I think it was, um, where uh, this guy and 
this woman are are in the swamp. I think they're like on a date, <laughs> or they're like secretly getting married or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's 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 very very strange. They get out of the car in a swamp, and and the guy's wearing a, a like a full tux, almost it looks like, and yeah, uh, Ruby's wearing her red nightgown, not not nightgown, evening gown, and uh, this uh, car full of monsters rolls up on him, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, just and just and just blows the husband away, all ice cream man style. Yeah, like they shoot him in the face a couple times. Just all, he's just full of holes. He's riddled, man. Just riddled with bullets. And then as soon as he drops dead, then Ruby goes into labor. Yeah, because that's how it works. Yes. Uh, and then we jump to the the main part of the movie that takes place 16 years later in 1950-whatever. Yeah, in the 50s. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because um, this always seemed a little strange to me. Ruby, the survivor, owns a drive-in uh, owns a drive-in movie theater, right? Yes. Okay, and she employs the people who gunned down her husband after she had them put away into jail. But when they got out of jail, she gave them a second chance, and they all work for her now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. WTF? Yeah, I think. I, I think she set it up so that the her husband would be killed. Oh. And that's why she owed these guys jobs or whatever when they got out. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> I think that's what happened. There's a lot that's not really clear in this movie. Yeah. Um, Like her daughter, uh, Leslie. Like what the deal with her daughter is. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, you know. She just happens to get possessed by the soul of her dead father. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> because uh, what happens before that, the uh, the string of unexplained and mysterious murders. Uh, we've got the uh, projectionist in the, in the, up in the booth there. Yeah. He gets uh, strangled by film. Uh, and they Ruby just says, "Oh, he was just a drunk, and he just killed himself." Uh, then we have, then we have another scumball who uh, is trying to get with. Uh, I'm assuming she's the town trollop. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, okay, that's what it like. It 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 tries to set up that she like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just bang anybody, right? But then like she gets cold feet. Yeah, like uh, you better give me what I want, but I'm not gonna actually do anything with you. Yeah, so that's so so like her reputation is kind of like undeserved. <laughs> yeah, um, he he follows her off into the into the swamp. Yeah, by the the uh, driving theater and the old roadhouse that Ruby lives in now, <laughs> in the swamp. Um, yeah. Oh, she lives there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, along with like the leader of the the little mob down there who's like elderly and in a wheelchair and like never moves or says anything. And you're not sure if he's actually alive or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the second scuzzball gets uh, punched by the air a lot <laughs> and then uh, ends up being uh, hanged from the tree. Uh, another guy ends up in the, uh, in the soda machine. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then the lady goes up and gets a drink out of it, and it's just blood. And uh, she takes a big swig out of the cup, and she has all this blood on her face. And it was, yeah, it was really gross. <laughs> uh, but there's there's all these you know unexplained deaths, and then they bring in a uh, a parapsychologist or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring in Dr. Peter Venkman. Yeah, All, almost. Dr. Uh, Paul Keller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it just gets weirder from there because shortly thereafter is when uh, Leslie gets possessed by her dad, who is, of course, the one going around killing all these mobsters to get his vengeance on them for killing him 16 years prior in the swamp. Uh and there, there's some uncomfortableness that comes with this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, and then there's a lot of uh, horror movie ripoffs. Yeah, and uh, then we get the ending to the movie, which yeah, is which is big, um, like what? Yeah, big, big question mark. Well, okay, here's the thing with the ending is that I heard, or I read somewhere that it was a. Uh, they did it after principal photography, like they had a different ending. But they thought that ending didn't make sense. So they shot this other uh, ambiguous ending where it's just her like either getting drowned uh, or like just kind of like fight off a skeleton or something like in the swamp, like in that swamp. (laughs) Yeah. And then and then it just like and then it's just like 70s freeze frame and then it's over. Yeah. She gets pulled under the water by. uh a skeleton, presumably that of her dead husband. And right. then the skeleton hugs her and that's where it freeze frames. <laughs> no, but yeah, but yeah, but it's not, it's not Piper Laurie. It's, <laughs> it's some other actress yeah. in, in the red dress. Yeah. yeah. And the hair, you can tell just because the hair is different. Um, It's not quite uh, a, it's, it's pretty uh, bad. And, it's yeah, pretty bad. The Michael Caritas situation. With uh, the wig after he cut all his hair off after Samurai Cop got done filming and then had to go back in for reshoots, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not Piper Laurie. Oh yeah, kind of like kind of like Bela Lugosi and uh, uh, Edward's dentist from Plan Nine from Outer Space, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I wonder who. I wonder if it's credited who played. Who played who? Who played Who played Dead Ruby in the water? No, who played Dead Ruby, not who played not Bella Lugosi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, of, of interest in this movie, the drive-in theater, every time they show the drive-in theater, it is showing uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. The story is uh, supposed to be taking place in 1951, and correct me if I'm wrong, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman was released in 1958. Yeah, uh, they were only about seven years ahead of time with that. Right. You know. Yeah. So it would, it would, it would be like showing uh, uh, Avengers Endgame and saying that you know it was released in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a gap. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> I just made a completely unnecessary <laughs> and nonsensical joke. It made absolutely no sense. It's offensive, but you kind of got to, like, I don't know why. I... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> now you threw me off of my train of thought. Uh, this is why Jeremy has to do a whole lot of editing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Uh yeah, this this movie came out uh what a year after Carrie did, I think. Um striking while the yeah, iron was with, uh, with Piper Laurie there. Um But yeah, it's it's Yeah, what did Piper Laurie do anything else after Carrie and this, I guess? Yeah, she did a lot of stuff. She was uh um, Auntie M and Return to Oz in eighty five and uh Oh that movie was that movie's awful. <laughs> yeah, she was she's been in Quite a, she was in The Faculty in 1998. I don't even know what that is. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. She was in a movie last year, I guess. Uh, but yeah, she's still... She's still alive and kicking. Uh, but man, Ruby is so... It's just so weird. And She was in Twin Peaks? It, apparently. Oh, well, the main... She was in MacGyver, too. Yeah. The main problem with this movie is just the fact that it rips off everything that it does. I mean, aside from like the vending machine kill, which was actually kind of neat. It's all, it was all done before and better. Like, like, like they, they say in the, in the riff uh, with attack, attack of the 50 foot woman, they say, you know, thank you for reminding us that we could be watching a better movie. And then they say, well, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman was terrible. And Kevin's just like, yep. <laughs> so it says a lot about Ruby right there, just with that. Yeah, that, but yeah, they also, you know, with that um, uh, with that creeper, the the local pervert, trying to um, uh, creep on and get some from that, from, that, from that girl, it's like, that's just, that's a direct blatant ripoff of Trucker's Woman. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, with this we need to talk about Trucker's Woman at some point. <laughs> yes, we, we will. <laughs> like in depth on the podcast. Because guys, if you haven't seen Trucker's Woman. Yeah, dude, go, go, go see Trucker's Woman. As like, like within, I would say, 10 minutes, you're going to be wondering why the hero is the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, he does something that's very. Very not heroy. Very, very. And you'll bad. know it when you see it. I mean, there won't be any question about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not really uh, hidden. <laughs> oh, it's just like, okay, when I saw that, okay, and we have time to talk about this a little bit. When I saw what, what, what happens, I hesitate to say what it is because it's just so, oh, um, I just like I couldn't believe that that was the hero, and that they were setting it up for him to be like because I think they're they were setting up for him to be like playful, or 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 something. But it's it's clearly an attack. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good, and it's not. No, the guys don't do that. <laughs> but hey, you can check out. Uh... You can check out Trucker's Woman or Ruby. Uh, those are both actually up on um, Tubi, the free the free app. Say what? Uh, yeah, they they actually added a bunch of riff tracks to it. Um, they have Cool as Ice, Manos, Ghost House, one of our favorites. 
uh, Berserker, Final Justice, Attack of the Puppet People. There's a ton of... That's a lot of really good stuff that they're getting for free. Uninvited, and uh, not Anaconda, Arachnia, The Dark Power, one of my favorites. Um, they also have Roller Gator on there. Yeah. Uh, Psychotronic Man. All these are up for free right now on uh, the Tubi app. That's so much good stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff on here. That is so much good stuff. A Talking Cat is on there, apparently. What? So, yeah, go check out the uh, 2B TV. It's I know they have uh, like apps for Fire TV and Roku and uh, just watch it right through the browser. Um, but, yeah, it's all free to you. You don't even need a, you know, like an Amazon Prime membership to watch like the stuff they have on there, which Trucker's Woman is also up on there. But uh, and also real quick, just going back to the 2B thing, I just did the math real quick. They have 84 free titles. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and there's a lot of really good stuff. But we'll 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 stop stop that again before we go off on this whole other thing. Yeah. Um so Ruby was the winner of the last uh listener poll that we did, which was actually two weeks ago now. Um and our next listener poll again is going to be exclusive to uh our patrons. So if you want to be able to still have a hand in what we're saying um you know you're gonna have to sign up over on on patreon patreon.com slash true blue riftcast our next listener poll which will be going up is uh going to have the losers from the previous poll voodoo man and house on sorority row and they will be joined by honor and glory yes since we're moving out of the spooky phase of the year and into yes. the uh, boring part of November in between October and December. So we could do just anything we want in November. Now let's move on to the newest release from Rift Tracks, the 1979 film, The Visitor. The Visitor has what you would consider a uh, pretty pretty star-studded cast for 1979. Yeah, it's got some names. It's got some names, Glenn man. Ford, Lance Henriksen, yeah. uh, Sam Peckinpah, Shelley Winters, and John Houston. Like, and that's just to name a few. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, talk about weird and unique. We were just talking about unique. This is definitely... I think, like, for me, this was like a, a like, kind of like a slap in the face, kind of like a, a wake, a like, just like, pa, wake up, Dave, from Rift Tracks. It's like, pa, we're Rift Tracks. Look at this. It's like, okay, you have yeah. my attention. <laughs> this one definitely demands your attention. I, I watched the movie over the weekend, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it is it is a big old serving of bonkers. Yeah. We start off with uh some nondescript location. It looks just like a desert. And uh here we have uh John Houston standing there, uh looking like Obi Wan Kenobi. And uh then like this snowstorm picks up. Is that what is, is that what was happening? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure what was going on. Uh it just seemed like it was a snowstorm. I I don't know. Um, and then this little girl shows up. Yeah. Okay. And then we go to space. Jesus. Now, 
I had no idea what was <laughs> happening in this movie. And it started, believe it or not, it didn't start with, because I figured that was just like arty farty kind of garbage. Like, okay, cool. This was like independent movie kind of thing. But I found out this thing was released in theaters. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. so I actually had to go to, like, I watched the whole movie. I actually had to go to Wikipedia to find out just exactly uh, what was happening in this movie. Um, and uh, here's just the first paragraph from, from, from the plot. And this is what was going on. And I wasn't able to pick any of this up during the Space Messiah scene where it has this blonde Jesus guy in, in, with, with, with all these... <laughs> little children that I guess are members yeah, of his cult heads. with like <laughs> their shaved heads. Yeah. That's never explained like what was going on there. Um, an enigmatic Christ figure, uh, Franco Nero tells his bald pupils about the centuries long cosmic conflict between Zetine an evil interspatial force and with, uh, of immense magnitude with powerful psychic abilities and his benevolent arch rival, Yahweh. Oh, really? <laughs> Zatine escaped the planet Earth to the planet Earth centuries ago, and though he was eventually tracked down and killed by Yahweh, ugh, his spirit leaves uh, his spirit lives on in the minds of mankind, uh, waiting for the opportunity to reemerge and wreak havoc. Uh, the figure tells his disciples that before his death, Zatine had produced dozens of children with human women, and these descendants still populate the Earth. And I guess that was uh, our favorite character, the little girl. She's one of them. Yeah, she came from... Uh... Okay, yeah, so the mom... The mom is the one, and I, I think I picked up on this. Um, the mom was the one who gives birth to these descendants, uh, or one of the people on, on Earth who gives birth gives birth to these descendants. We find that out shortly thereafter, because once we go from space, Jesus, then we end up at a basketball game uh, with the, uh, the team owner played by Lance Henriksen. Um, he's sitting courtside and he gets interviewed. Um, and the guy asks him where all the money comes from. And he's just like, Oh, the money comes from God. Yeah. Right. And he's really a, a member of a, of a, of a, a satanic cult. Yeah. That meets in like rich and that means like some rich guy boardroom. Yeah. Like it's all like the rich, the rich people. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Katie is, uh, Katie is the girl, the daughter, the evil spirit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's at the basketball game and, um, she makes the ball explode right at the last second. During the these slam dunks, yeah, yeah. During yeah, during the slam dunks, that's all you get for like a minute is just slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk, and the other team's going for a slam dunk, and if they get it, they win. And she makes the ball explode right before it goes through the rim. Um, this little you know. Oh, also, no one cared that that happened. Yeah, by the way, just like, might I point huh? out? Oh, the okay. ball explode, be like, oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's when, right after that, is when we find out about the uh, the cult. Um, the, the cult is trying to get, uh, Raymond, who Lance Henriksen's character, um, to get married to Barbara because she is a conduit to distill the team's powers. Yeah. And, uh, 
the eight-year-old daughter is is one who already has these abilities, obviously, and they think that uh, if if uh, Raymond marries this woman, then they'll have more evil little children. Um, yeah, they want a son, so so they 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 want a son so they can breed the son with Katie, so they can make an antichrist. Yeah, um, <laughs> which yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. um. But pretty much, then, then Katie has a birthday party, and she opens her first <laughs> gift. Oh, 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 oh! Before you say that, I just want to say that Katie's mom is is six kinds of bug crap insane. Yes, she is. Because yeah, and 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 you'll 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 know why I wanted to say that before. You're about to say what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, uh, they buy her like this weird mechanical peacock thing that, like, when you wind it up, it like tweets a couple times and it says, "I'm a pretty bird." <laughs> and so they put it in the in the gift box, and at the girl's birthday party, they give it to her. She opens the box, and instead of the bird, there's a handgun, a loaded handgun, in this birthday gift for this girl. And she's swinging the gun around going, look, mommy, look. And she just kind of goes, eh, and throws the handgun on the table. It goes off and paralyzes the mom. Yeah, you can see they go to the hospital and there's like a there's like a uh, uh, x-ray and it shows like the bullet like still lodged in her back. And they'd be like, was she paralyzed? Unfortunately, yes. And in the next, like in the very next scene, like right off side, unfortunately, yes, they see her being wheeled out and she's grinning like, you know, like, like, you know, the whole time, like the whole movie up till like the very end. She's like this crazy insane, like, oh, yes, I'm always smiling. And she's very, she's so very happy to be paralyzed. Like, like it didn't seem like it inconvenienced her at all. No, no, not at all. Um, and, uh, you know, during this, uh, John Houston's character Jersey uh, comes down uh, to Earth, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like checking in on the situation. And uh, he's oh, got yes, a bunch I'm of the babysitter now. <laughs> yes, I am the babysitter. I was sent by the service, and it's five dollars an hour as the service rate. <laughs> I'm the um, man. Okay. And like, uh, Shelley Winters comes in, and she's like, she's like a. a a maid almost she's there, you know, to, to take care of the house because the mom can't do it. Um, she does not really do a whole lot in the movie except for the scene later where she literally smacks around this little girl. <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> she just, like, no, it's like, <laughs> I was in Poseidon adventure. Respect me. <laughs> you will speak properly about your mother. I died of the Poseidon Adventure. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, it's it's wacky, man. And uh, the girl has like a hawk that follows her around. Oh yeah, she yeah, and and it killed somebody. And it has like a knife or a tongue or something. Killed killed Glenn Ford. Made him like crash his car. Um, yeah, <laughs> but can we talk about that car crash just for a second? Yeah, sure. That's uh... <laughs> Okay, so this falcon or whatever it is, this goes and just birdemics the crap out of out of uh, out of this guy, 
and uh and the car looks like it goes through like nine different locations before it ends up where it finally does it gets wrapped up in this fence <laughs> and ends up like i guess on like this soccer field and all these guys rush over to try to help him and they're like and then they see like some fires like oh no f this right and they all run away and the car explodes <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, like, uh, like, maybe this is Birdemic, you know. It's like, well, we do get an almost Birdemic like, uh, yeah, at the end of the movie. Um, we'll 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 get there because there's some other uh weird, terrible things that happen. Yeah, there's some other stuff we got to cover. Yeah, like uh, Barbara and Katie are driving in the car. And Katie, she shouldn't be driving. She's paralyzed. Yeah, I don't know how she was driving. How was she driving? Paralyzed woman is driving a car, just like normal. Like, (laughs) yeah, how I don't know how a paralyzed person is driving a car in 1979, but yeah, it's uh, it's just just that fact that that happened. Because I thought the same thing when I saw him. Like, hey, wait a second, I thought she was paralyzed and she's just cruising along. Um, but then the uh, the car breaks down thanks to the uh, the demon child, and this big semi truck pulls up. And it's John Houston. No, the semi truck is the bad people, the Satanists. Oh, it's not. They take her and they impregnate her. Oh, okay. Because she rejected. Uh, oh, that's Lance right. Hendrickson. Yeah, be like, will you, yeah, will you marry me? No. Yeah. So they take her, and uh, John Houston is like waiting for her back at home. And he tells her, he's like, you know, I know you're not going to believe me, but uh, you're pregnant. And like, you know, this is this group and they're doing this. And uh, so she goes to the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah. To see her ex-husband, who is a doctor. Who also is Katie's biological father. Yes. Apparently. Yes. And um, she decides that she's not going to have an evil baby. Yeah. And uh, they just kind of, that's it. That's for, for that scene. And then she's back home. And I'm uh, kind of glad they skipped over. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the, yeah. There was enough. That seems like uh, a, I guess uncomfortable. Yeah. And then uh, Katie tries to kill her mom again. I think this time, I think this time it was with uh, uh, Raymond, right? Where they like tie the wire around. Her neck, yeah, and put her in the the chairlift up the stairs, and then like, oh yeah, that's right, and like, I like try to bring her up, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, that fails. Did we skip over the part where 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 John Houston plays pong with uh with Katie? Yeah, that was that was when he was there as the babysitter, and uh, they play pong oh, on okay. the giant front projection TV, um, and she's basically. Like yeah, with my powers, you will never be able to beat me. And she beats him at pong. Yeah, beats him at pong by turning the uh, uh, difficulty up. Or uh, I don't know. I never played pong. She but... increases the speed with her powers. Yeah, but I take <laughs> that old man and your and your walker. <laughs> like... Shut up, boomer. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but they they have uh, a little discussion there about how you know he's going to stop them from what they're doing and. And, um, but yeah, she, she tries to kill her mom again and the police come and they arrest her and she's like locked up in like the psych unit at the hospital or whatever. And her mom's just kind of chilling there in a wheelchair and she's like, mommy, please, I'm sorry. Take me back. I won't do it again. 
the next scene they're back at home and she tries to kill her mom again. Yeah, she's like dragging her up the stairs. I think this is the time where she shoves her through the where she shoves her through the like the big glass yeah. water thing. Like it's like a water sculpture or something because it's not an aquarium. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but um, and then uh, John Houston shows up with his uh, his animated birds. Yeah, he he shows up with his own birdemic. Yeah, and they actually had real birds in this point, all except for one, which was almost like a bird sculpture, and it flew right at Raymond and like stabbed him right in the neck. Yeah, and it just went very slowly into his neck, and he did. And then, uh, then it's revealed that all the Satanists are are dead as well. Yes, uh, presumably by um, John, John Houston, Houston's yeah. character Jersey. And uh, at yeah. the at the very end of the movie, uh, he returns back up to space, Jesus, and he reveals that he is Katie, and she's been shaved, and yeah, she's not evil anymore apparently. And they hug, be like, here, you're one, of, yeah, and he, and he gives her to. She he gives her to um, the space messiah, but I guess she's all better now. I guess she's not a homicidal maniac. Yeah. Also, what happened to Shelley Winters? Uh, I don't remember. It, no, they, she, her character just dropped out of the movie after she beats the crap out of Kelly. Yeah. Or Katie. Yeah, yeah. After she like smack, smack, smack Katie's around, all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I have to go now." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins. She comes in, she does her job, and she leaves. And then she, yeah, but like, oh, dude, but just like, okay, now the way we just described it, it actually sounds, you actually have to watch this thing to understand just how crazy it is, because what we just gave you was a very sterile version of, of, of events. Oh, yeah, there's. Like, the music in this thing. (laughs) Uh, Uh. that's not the recording going out that's just me failing to come up with words to describe the music none of the music matches no no what is going on on the screen like there's a scene where john houston's character is walking up a big flight of stairs that's like his theme that music is his theme is accompanied by this like 70s action theme music you know there's one other there's one other part that i that my probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they're at the shopping mall. Yeah. And Katie is ice skating in the, the, the rink in the shopping mall. And she's like making everybody fall down and chase her. And these guys come up Yeah, and they grab her by the arms and she just starts like spinning around. Like it's Sesame street on ice. Yeah. Yeah. John Houston's walking down. It looks like it's, it's a stairway. That's about three flights worth of stairs. And he's coming down, and they show him, and he's like, mid-wave. And then they cut back to Katie, and the ice spinning the people around, and they cut back to him, and he's all the way back up at the top of the stairs. Yeah, it's like he made no progress. And then he's coming back down, and he's not in time because she lets go of the two guys, and they go flying off of the ice rink. One of them goes crashing through the window of, like, a cafe. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, man. It's it's definitely – it's – I gotta put this one up there with with uh, with God Monster. In fact, that it's just that it's just bizarre. Yeah, it's definitely one of the strongest releases from them this year. I agree. Yeah, get it. And uh, yeah, if if they've got something coming in the pipeline that's gonna top this movie, 
Like, I'm still worried for the one that they say, you know, Roller Gator is the bane of your existence so far. Like, I that's the only thing that that I even have an inkling of that might potentially dethrone this because it's kind of late in the year now for. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's 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 for anything like they'd have to pull out some big guns to beat this, honestly, because I would say that this is a. um. I don't know if it's at a talking... I don't know if it's instant classic level, but I think in, like, another month, if I'm still thinking about it, it's definitely a classic. Yeah, it's it's right up there um, in contention for Riff of the Year, right along with uh, Zombie, a.k.a. I Eat Your Skin. I Eat Your Skin. Yeah, so I think we've said pretty much all we can say about, about The Visitor Man. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, for the 20th episode of the True Blue Rift cast, where we get to talk about two of the most insane films that Rift Tracks has ever released. Yeah. I am Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at pbandawesome. You can send me emails, jeremy at trueblueriftcast.com. And you can follow the podcast at tbriftcast. And of course, you can go sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash true blue riff cast uh, and i'm dave chadwick aka sugar ray dodge you can check me out on the web at sugarraydodge.com send me emails at dave at true blue riffcast.com and we will see you guys next time Woo-hoo!